Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Away we go. Shiver me timbers. Welcome to the show. What's up? Bill Ryder with you. Bon voyage. Happy Friday. I am in a very good mood. I hope you are too. I did that little uh, hop, skip, and a dance nautical theme, not just because the Clippers came out with some real dumb new logo jerseys here in L.A., because I wanted to ask Pretty Daddy a question at the start of the show. Tom, executive producer Pretty Daddy, the front runner for Bum of the Week, again, good morning. Good morning, Bill. We made it. Happy Friday. We made it. How do you feel about themed shows? If just... One day we did a, a nautical theme show, and that's all the terminology we used. Maybe one day we did a, a space show, and maybe one day my son Henry is watching a lot of Simpsons. Great show. Rewatching, in my case, when I sort of catch pieces. What I've learned is while they'll do, like us, straight, just straight versions of the show, sometimes there's a theme. Oh, it's it's a leprechaun theme show because it's it. Do you like themed shows? You know, this is the first I'm hearing of it, so this is my gut initial reaction here. I'm going to go with no. Yeah, that's where I thought we, you'd come we, down. We, we can work through it. No, I think your, your, your judgment is probably uh, pretty correct. Caitlin Clark may be the biggest star in all of college sports. She has decided, she has declared she's going to the WNBA. We will talk about that. We will visit with Jeff Goodman, who covers college and professional hoops at all levels in about an hour. Goodman was on last week and said, hey man, this is great because we talked a lot of Caitlin Clark. And a lot of, I think, Pretty Daddy's habits and how to fix them. I don't remember. And Jeff said, why don't you, this was great. Why don't you have me on again and we'll talk some some men's basketball. And I said, great. We scheduled it for today and it's not going to happen. Um, so that's coming up in, 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 in one hour. Always nice to start or to end the week by lying to a friend. I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. Uh, buy or sell, as it always is, a collection of stories, topics, information, data you need to hear, you want to hear from around sports that maybe we have not hit toward the end of the show and a take on each one. It is Bum of the Week Day. I'm trying not to make D- Pretty Daddy the Bum of the Week. We will recap for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, why he insists on winning, and whether or not, as some of you have said on Twitter, at SportsWriter, to free, hashtag free Pretty Daddy. Although many of you came back and said, in effect, keep him locked up. It's a real philosophical battle here on on Rider Than You. Charles Barkley called out a bunch of NBA people. I'm certainly a part of that group. I love Chuck. Chuck's wrong. That's cool. We'll get into it in a little bit. 
and Joel Embiid talked about his return or not. So you, you probably know this. There is a slew of promising quarterbacks in this draft, and every year, NFL draft, every year, we try to pretend there's a slew of promising quarterbacks. This year is interesting. This year, the overarching view is largely that there's one guy who's head and shoulders and Caleb Williams above everybody else, but a lot of disagreement and pushback on the idea that he is a generational talent in the sense that he is a sure thing. Now, I get it. Nobody said Patrick Mahomes was a generational talent. They're out there. And then there's three or four other quarterbacks who are pretty good, at least on paper. The the possibility of one of these guys, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, any of these dudes, being C.J. Stroud, maybe as the most recent example, seem plausible and high. Caleb Williams speaking today. He's at the Combine. The big news of the moment is he's not going to He's not gonna do medicals, his medicals at the Combine, but he came out in the press conference just now, just going on, and said, well, hold on. Like, I'm not going to do them for 32 teams. I'm not going to do my medicals here. I am going to do them for whatever teams want to draft me. So if the Bears request a medical, he's going to do it. If the Commanders request a medical, he's going to do it. The big breaking news of the moment involving the Combine is not that big a news. He just doesn't want to be poked and prodded by 32 teams. Get it understood. Also, we've seen at times in the past teams leak medical information in order to affect draft status for other people. So like, you don't want somebody in the teens seeing sort of something on Caleb Williams and leaking it to Schefter or somebody else to try and drive down the price or whatever. the There's all these shenanigans that go on. There's a lot of things. We could do a spy version, Tom. This would be great for the spy-themed show. Here's what I wanted to do, and I wanted to give you some perspective because we do get caught up in the moment, and we do get obsessed, all of us, human nature, part of the deal, with the shiny, beautiful thing. And there is, and I say it a lot, and maybe it comes off as arrogant or that I'm smarter than other people. It's not that. I'm just smarter than most sports writers, but we're not very smart. So, like, that's just a, like, tall, tall as short guy kind of thing going on. There is a level of groupthink, that's the arrogant part, that I think overwhelms sports media sometimes. And whereas for sports fans, it's fine. Like, you'd be obsessed with your with your topics you're interested in, you're having a beer with the guys, you're talking to the water cooler, you're pretending to work when the boss walks by, but you're actually doing fantasy football conversations or talking about quarterbacks. I like it. But for pros like us, in theory, I'm trust me, I say that word so loosely sometimes, sometimes we get so caught up in what's in front of us, we don't follow the history that tells us what's actually there. So I'm going to give you some data. We broke this down. I do this every three or four years. Here's the headline. Every... NFL draft is fraught with the potential for more peril if you're drafting a quarterback with a top pick than it is with the possibility of success. Doesn't mean that in the risk-reward ratio, you don't go for it. I I know that there's an Eli Manning or a Patrick Mahomes, or in some cases, if you want to go to the actual sure things in retrospect, a Peyton Manning or an Andrew Luck that are are out there. Hell, C.J. Stroud. There are guys that succeeded at an amazing level. So we went through the last 22 drafts, and we looked at the guys who were the top two quarterbacks taken. Now, a few caveats on this. The game has changed, certainly over the last 22 years, but 22 years ago, if you were a top quarterback, they would take you. And we've gotten to the point now where I would argue the quarterback position is so important that the likelihood you're going to make a mistake just increases. Because the guy that might have been taken 14 and not worked out in 2005 is going to be taken two in 2024. The guy isn't different, but the pressure and the standards and the necessity for him to succeed are. So it actually increases 
what I'm going to tell you doesn't decrease it. Here's the deal, and I can give you some names, but the fact is that, oh, God, the Bears, I'm a Bears fan. The Bears are almost certainly going to make a mistake. Or whoever drafts that with that number one pick, historically speaking, are probably going to make a mistake. And that's not because Caleb Williams is going to suck or it's a guarantee, although there's a lot of worry about that. It's because, historically, that is what, ha- is what happens. The last 44 quarterbacks taken over the last 22 years with one of the first two quarterback selections, right? 21 of those 44 guys. Now, I'm not a math wizard, but 21 of 44 is almost 50%. Have been absolute busts. I put Carson Wentz in that category. You could argue with it if you want. Joey Harrison, David Carr, Leftowich, Jamarcus Russell. There's a bunch of names. And some of these guys are the number one overall picks. And on the other side of that, only eight of these guys in 22 years have been lock, sure thing, Hall of Famers. Joe Burrow, I put in that category. He's not a Hall of Famer yet, obviously, but he's had that kind of a career. We've got a few guys that really haven't proven it. We broke this into these categories. Bus, so-so, had a pretty good career. Just a couple guys made that so-so category. So think Mark Sanchez. Which, which Pretty Daddy pushed back on aggressively. He thinks he's a bust. thinks he's a bum. The guy made two AFC championship games. In consecutive, early on, then did nothing else. I get it. But it would be enough to save the job of a GM for a short time. All right. You got really good players. Carson Palmer, Joe Flacco, Baker Mayfield, Tua. Now, C.J. Stroud's in this category. He, obviously, it's early. He could become a bust. He won't. He could become a, a superstar. And then we've got guys like Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, Bryce Young, Kenny Pickett even, who I think we're waiting on. But the numbers are these. 21 of the 44 guys have been failures, have been huge mistakes. Many of those guys were the actual number one overall pick. And the thing about Caleb Williams that I don't want you to lose sight of is twofold. One, every year the guy who's anointed as the guy, every year people say, it's going to work, don't be a contrarian, oh, you're so lucky. Think Bryce Young last season. And the other thing is that there is a collection of expert voices out there, the actual people who study tape for a living, who are looking at this and saying, I'm not so sure. Let me give you a couple examples. Now, Dan Orlovsky has blown up. He's huge at ESPN. He is willing to say what he thinks. I think his, his ability to look at tape and to see what's there and not what everyone around the country says should be there is a remarkable skill. And he used to be on the show a lot, buddies with Dan. He's a great guy. He's obviously a big star now. Maybe we should effort that more, but we're going to play this from from over at ESPN, where Dan, I think, is saying something that got labeled in the last 24, 48 hours as a hot take. But if you look at history, this is actually an important caution in his view that Caleb Williams is not the best quarterback in this draft. If I were the Chicago Bears right now, I would take Jaden Daniels out of LSU. That is not a knock on Caleb Williams. That is a plus and Jaden Daniels. I think, number one, when you watch all these guys play, the best thrower, the best guy against man coverage, ball placement-wise, is Jaden Daniels. Number two, when we're talking about explosive play, like guys who have to throw the ball downfield, what does it look like? Jaden Daniels throws the ball best downfield. And then number three, who's got the best pocket piece? When I say piece, it's P-E-A-C-E. All these guys are athletic. It's no longer like this plus. Every one of these guys has that attribute. The patience and the peace within the pocket, he's the best at. Um, Candidly, I think when it comes to what guy had the best game, none of these guys' games 
compare to Jaden Daniels against Florida. If you just watched that player versus the University of Florida, you would go, that's the best player in college football, and he's going to be the guy that transfers the best into the NFL. Contrarian views are often historically the better views. Mitchell Trubisky taking over Patrick Mahomes in the 2017 draft is a great example. E.J. Emanuel, 2013, drafted well before the next quarterback, who was Geno Smith. Geno's not a superstar, but that guy is still actually in the league. I mean, there are examples up and down the board. By the way, here's another thing that I think is really interesting and noteworthy and worth talking about. The idea that if you don't get Caleb Williams, if you don't have the opportunity to draft him, or if you're Dan Orlovsky or listen to Dan and you pass on him, and you take Jaden Daniels or Drake May or Michael Penix Jr. or who am I Bo Nix with the next pick, which is almost certainly going to happen. It's probably going to be one, two, three. People will trade up. That, that you're going to increase your odds of success. Like, okay, well, if I avoid Caleb Williams, my team will be fine. Isn't necessarily accurate because of these 22 drafts, six of them. So you're talking about a little more than a quarter of them. Almost 30% of the drafts in the last 22 years, the first two quarterbacks taken off the board were straight busts. It is so common that we overstate and overinflate quarterbacks and what they're going to be because we are captives of the moment, because that transition is really, really hard, because teams so desperately need a quarterback that they see what they want to see. It's like the loneliest guy on earth. If a woman comes up to him at a bar and says, you're really cute and he's the loneliest guy in the world, he may not be assessing her accurately. That's the way human nature works. And believe me, the Bears, in this analogy, are the loneliest man to ever walk the face of the damn planet when it comes to quarterbacks. I can tell you that as a Bears fan. So our guy Chris Trapasso is in, who covers the draft and young players for CBS Sports. Um, he's very niche. He's obsessed with it. I think he's really good. He's been on the show over the years. This is a guy that, that knows his stuff. He's an indie for a lot of reasons, but obviously his main focus, or one of them, will be quarterback combine workouts, which begin, which are tomorrow. Now, now, we're not going to Caleb Williams and that, as you probably know, but some of these other guys. Chris is trying to figure out, and he's been looking at tape all year. It's not like he shows up in Indy and doesn't know Caleb Williams' name and then makes a conclusion. He's been obsessing all year, right? He was on the show yesterday, yesterday, and and Mr. Trapasso, Trapasso excuse me, uh, Mr. Trapasso was, he likes Caleb Williams, but the idea he's a generational talent. So so that's not a lock, but that just he's less likely to be a problem in terms of what comes to fruition as the number one overall pick. Trapasso said, well, slow down. I don't put him in that lofty category of those in terms of just being a prospect and checking all the boxes of an Andrew Luck or Trevor Lawrence. I know that there's a lot of comparisons because of what he can do improvisationally to Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I'm a, the only bit concerned with Caleb Williams because I like everything else about his game that for as much as he can reverse his field and make throws from any angle and sidearm, he might do that a little bit too much. And for as much as you want that to be something that your quarterback has in his back pocket, you also want him to not lean on that um, in situations where there's an open receiver or he can get to his second read and stay inside the pocket. We know that pocket passing still you have to be good in that regard. So he, I think he's good there, but I don't know if he's to the level of some of the, like you're saying, generational prospects as just a pocket passer. Even if you want to boil this down to just the first pick taken with the, in the draft overall, who's a quarterback, 
it's not as if your odds of success are 90%. Bryce Young was drafted last year at that spot. Has not worked out. It's early. Maybe it will. It hasn't. Trevor Lawrence was drafted in that spot a few years ago. Should have worked out. That's an Urban Meyer problem. But it's still the reality that this sure thing, and Trevor Lawrence was a generational talent. You could not find a single person taken seriously on the face of the earth, let alone these circles that cover the NFL and the draft process, and these kids coming from college to the pros who would have said anything other than Trevor Lawrence can't miss. He's missed so far. He has. Kyler Murray, 2019. Jury's out, super talented, has not succeeded. Baker Mayfield, 2018. I guess a successful career, but not with the team that he drafted. So a failure for Cleveland, even if it is a success, maybe with an asterisk for Baker Mayfield. Jared Goff, again, a successful career. Made a Super Bowl with the team that drafted him. Should have made a Super Bowl this past year with the team that traded for him. But not a lock. Jameis Winston, absolute bust. Andrew Luck, generational talent. Didn't stick around to see it through. Not a judgment on the guy. But did that really work out for Indy? You have to take him, but you just don't know what's going to happen in life. Cam Newton, success. Sam Bradford, remember that guy out of Oklahoma? Dude was so good. And as as Tom said, got a lot of money. Total mistake. Jamarcus Russell, did not work out. Alex Smith, really great career. Eli Manning, Hall of Famer, two, two rings. And David Carr, I'm just going back 22 years. Did not work out. Started with the Texans when they first started in the NFL Got sacked 4,321 times in his first game, I think is the actual stat. The point is this, and I'm not hating on draft coverage. we got to do it. We should do it. But when radio hosts or writers or analysts sit there and say, Caleb Williams is a lock. You gotta, it's a sure thing. and They don't know. And those guys don't study tape. For, they think they do, most people. But they actually don't study tape for a living. The guys that study tape for a living, the people unlike you and I who actually have to pay their bills, buy their food, send their kids to college. And look, not everyone has a family. Hang out with their multiple girlfriends in Vegas. I don't know what people are doing. The money that they make that's based on actual evaluation of football players and quarterbacks, they disagree. They get this stuff wrong all the time. The draft is fascinating. There's a lot of quarterbacks in it that are interesting. I named them for you. History says one or two of them are probably going to succeed and maybe really succeed. Where they go will be a part of it. But the idea that Caleb Williams is a sure thing is not the case. The idea that he's a lock is far from true. He could. This is the stress and the pressure on the Bears. Not that it's easy if they can just see the light. It's that there is no light. They're trying to navigate the most important process in Bears history in the last, I mean, I think it's 20 years, in darkness, with guesswork. Well-run organizations don't get this stuff right some of the times, and the Bears are not that. Don't forget the history of the National Football League It's that it chews up and it spits out sure thing, hopeful quarterbacks who people think are going to succeed. It is hard to find those guys. And if you're that guy that has a chance, it's hard to make it. If it's Caleb Williams with the Bears, I obviously hope he makes it. I hope all these young men make it. History tells us, first two names off the board, at least one of them are going to fail in the National Football League. And maybe two of them. And that is a sobering reality. And that's why the combine week, and I think more the tape on these guys, is so critically important. And why NFL teams have got to learn to see for themselves. Because if history tells us anything, you get caught up in that group think you are in deep trouble. 855-212-4CBS. Went long. I like talking quarterbacks. I like talking the NFL. It is what it is. Uh, we're going to get into Caitlin Clark, where she ranks in greatness, and big news for the Iowa phenom next here on CBS Sports Radio. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Writer Than You. I messed up. Yes, I forgot your birthday. That is true. Your wife tried to remind me in a way that you wouldn't find out. That is also true. I tried to play it off like she didn't remind me. That is also true. Yes, there's a laundry list of reasons, but like we don't have to highlight each one. <laughs> On CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show. By the way, bum of the week, end of the hour. Tom, a favorite for that. I don't want you to be bum of the week. and the f- I don't. The free... Pretty daddy contingency. They're out in force, okay? I got I got hit up yesterday on the old social media. Here we go. From Sharky. Bum of the Week nominee. Fanatics MLB for the see-through uniforms. Hashtag free pretty daddy. Hashtag team diesel. Hashtag team pretty daddy. Honestly, by the third one, he kind of turned me back against you. That's too many. <laughs> That's the way the free pretty daddy movement went yesterday. It was, yeah. They really came after you hard. Started off really strong. By the end of the second hour, like, I was a lock for bum of the year. I don't know what yeah. happened. No, I mean, you happened to yourself, and that's okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Alan has a pretty good idea. I-, I mentioned you didn't like it. We should maybe theme shows every now and then, right? Just, a, you know, a um, tropical theme. I don't, the music, all the, the terminology. Alan said a Simpsons theme show. Oh! That's a great idea. <laughs> we could have Simpsons rejoins. Were you a Simpsons guy when it first came out, or are you getting into it now that your little dude is watching it? Bro, I am old enough that I can remember being in school and it being frowned upon by the teachers because what did Bart Simpson say? Like, I don't like school or some stupid catchphrase. Yeah, I mean, I was into it. Not like my son. What did my son say the other? We were driving home last night, and he 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 dropped some crazy like highfalutin term, and we go, Henry, that is a great. I wish I could remember what it was. Something about fame or something, but it was pretty sophisticated. And we're like, Henry, that's great. Is that from school? That's really impressive. He goes, no, man, that's from The Simpsons. Well, you got to stop stop me from watching TV. It's educational for me. 
<laughs> okay. That's aggressive. So he, he used a sophisticated line, and he judged your parenting. He did. He judged it hard and came at us hard. What do you think about that? Do you have a response? And my wife turns to me and goes, great, he's just like you. It was, all, <laughs> it was a great moment. Perfect. Um, so let me admit something that, that makes me a bad guy. And I'm just going to say here, I'm going to give you the reason in advance before I tell you what I'm talking about. Do you ever do that with your wife? Like, hey, baby, I, I had a bad day, and, and, and there was a traffic jam, and, um, and, and Bill yelled at me, and, and they said free pretty daddy, but then they didn't want to free pretty daddy, and my mom called and yelled at me, and uh, that is why um, I, did, I, I, uh, I forgot to get dinner. Right? Uh, yes, I'm guilty of that all the time. All right, here we go. I'm just about to feel sorry for myself. I'm not feeling sorry for myself, but I'm busy like we all are. Do this job, love this job follow the sports that are required for this job, and then I have a full-time NBA coverage job. I'm an I'm a NBA insider for, for CBS Sports, cbsports.com, those guys. And we're launching a new TV show, which you've heard about from me a lot, and I've talked somewhat on the show. We think it'll launch in a week and a half. It's been a lot of work, and I've been busy, so I don't follow every sport that maybe I should. And when I watch hoops in particular, I am watching the NBA. I don't even watch men's college basketball that much. That is why, even though I'm from Iowa, and my family is obsessed with her, and now everyone in America is obsessed with her, I was late to the Caitlin Clark show. Not that I didn't appreciate it, I just wasn't tuning in the way that people were actually turning those games on, right? That was my mistake. And if you have not watched her, it is your mistake. I I understand what it's like to have everybody tell you, you've got to watch this TV show to the point where you get annoyed by it, and you feel like you want to be contrarian. I'm not talking to Tom directly, but I realize it applies as I say it. Or I, I, I you got to eat at this new restaurant. It's the best hamburger you've ever had. And, you're, and you think, no, I, there's Booches in Columbia. There's there's the place in Little Rock. I'm not. And then you have the burger three years later, and you think, why did I not have this burger sooner? If that is your response to Clayton Clark, watch her while you can at Iowa. Probably she'll succeed at the WNBA, where she has now decided she's going. She's made the announcement she's going. And that's awesome, and that's cool, and we'll talk to... Jeff Goodman about it. She is um, going to be the number one pick by the Indiana Fever in the WNBA draft, which is cool because she gets to stay in the Midwest. She's from Iowa. She's from Des Moines. I mean, I can't even – I can give you all the records. She is – I had an NBA scout say this to me. So this was my – not that long ago, a few weeks ago, where I said to an NBA scout, man, I said exactly what I just said to you. I said, I know I should watch her, and I love the Hawkeyes because I'm from that that part of the country, and – my family group thread. My mom and my brother. Well, my brother is not true. But my mom and my sister are not. They like sports, but they're not. The family group thread is not a sports thread. It has become a Caitlin Clark sports thread. That's all everybody talks about on the thread. I feel left out. And I said to the scout, I just haven't done it and I need to. And he said, Bill, she's Steph Curry. She is Steph Curry if we knew when he was at Davidson what he was going to be. If we were sure of it. Watch her. And so my... What I would implore you of you is, is at the close of this year, watch this young woman who literally breaks records and wins games from the logo. It's the most incredible thing as I've started to really tune in. Not watch the highlights, not watch it on you know CBS Sports HQ or those of you that watch ESPN. That's a mistake, but I get it. She is utterly and totally mesmerizing. And she is, I think, I heard somebody... Whoever was filling in for Gelb yesterday made the. I was driving around. Made the um, made the claim she's the most relevant, interesting, important. I think it was athlete in all of college sports. 
including the guys that are playing in football, come out of the draft. I'm not going to go there because that's not true. But but it does speak to well, it's not true, Tom. She's not more relevant than, than Caleb Williams. <laughs> that's not the part that I'm laughing at. It's not true. Um, and those of you asking, no, it wasn't Ryan Hickey. Um, who said it? But it does speak to the fact that that is not as ludicrous a statement as you might think. She's, And it's pure talent, by the way. It's not as if, not to pick on Ronda Rousey, but Ronda Rousey did this in MMA because there weren't a lot of women playing and competing in MMA. And Ronda created this sort of pathway. And then when, when the people she inspired got there, they just beat the crap out of her, right? And Ronda had a short, bright, amazing career. And, and I like, she was an incredible fighter for UFC, whatever it was, 10 years ago. Kaylin Clark is doing this on pure pure greatness and talent. And the thing that impressed me, and I guess when I started to really tune in, is when she was at or near the record and everybody was watching her. And tickets, which is still true, might be $1,000 to get in the door to a women's basketball game in whatever Big Ten city she was in or if it was in Iowa City. And people were criticizing her because they were jealous on podcast, big podcasts who didn't even know anything about her, how many years she'd played. And everybody was weighing whether or not she should be getting the attention she should or not. The pressure was massive. I don't, there is no there is no women's basketball player who's ever had this amount of pressure in her entire career. And she just was hitting shots from the logo and hitting buzzer beaters and doing what she always does. She's amazing. She's worth your time. Maybe she'll have the same relevance in the WNBA. Maybe she'll have the same success. Maybe she will take what she's done, I think, for women's college basketball, and it will transfer to the pros. It probably will. We'll ask Jeff Goodman. But you never know. What I do know is she is the most interesting athlete on the face of the earth. She maybe tied with some other people, but like in terms of just pure mesmerizing power, it does rise to that level of Tiger when he was Tiger or any of these guys that I could point you to. I'm not saying she'll be that in her career. Maybe she will be. But in, in terms of when you watch her and you realize you're watching history, maybe like Messi, for those of you that have just found this, where you're like, okay, I'm not a soccer fan, I don't really watch soccer, but holy cow, I see it now. If you watch Messi now, like I do for the first time, for me it was three years ago, she's that. She's worth your time and attention. Watch her at the college level uh, while you can. What are you, why are you laughing at me? Because I, I thought it was a ludicrous statement? It was ludicrous! It was a lead-up for uh, for Gelb's fill-in yesterday. It was a lead-up like, oh, he did a really nice job, but he I disagree. Did. Well, I mean, he did a nice job. Was what I heard. Yeah. Right? I'm good. I'm great. It's Friday. Bum of the week's coming. I'm not doing as great. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. All right. Um, Charles Barkley called me out. Was it really me? Probably not. But it was people like me, and we're going to let him hear what he has to say. I'm going to remind you why Chuck's lovable but always wrong after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Jason Kidd plus Kyrie Irving equals I would rather you just set your money on fire, take the ashes, put them in a glass jar, and use them at parties as a conversation starter. That's just me. On CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. I will often pitch things to Tom in the break. I have a great new idea for, for a new segment. Now, he'll always say no because it's more work for him. That's true, right, Tom? 100% facts. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes he'll just say no because he thinks, oh, my God, that's going to make people so angry. And that's what just happened in, in the last break. I thought we'd do a funny thing taking shots at colleagues. But he, he, he didn't yeah, want to. I, I, I don't think we're uh, going to make a lot of friends in the hallways doing did, that. He didn't want to do it. Um, all right. Let's talk a little uh, – are we hoopier than thou in this? You're, you're kind of down on that segment, right? You're not into the hoopier than thou anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I like the imaging for it, but I don't know about the whole, you know, big picture idea of it. I don't know what that means. I'm going to go with no. Because why? <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're an NBA insider guy. You're always hoopier than thou. Okay, fair. I wish I could remember the impetus of the segment and who, what, like what philosophical... Stalwarts are pushing back against, but I don't. So let's just let you okay. No, 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 you're not. Um, all right, uh, Charles, I'm a great guy to work with, aren't I? Am I the best? The best. Let me give you a little little insight on that joke. Uh, one of the bosses came up with that idea, and I'm basically saying that Tom is pushing back on the boss. <laughs> Tom just fell to the floor. You got to sit up in your chair, pal. You got to push the buttons. I'll be in the corner if you need me, man. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I don't think I should turn the microphone on anymore. Well, there's no choice. So there's a really interesting situation now where in the NBA, the West in the Western Conference is loaded. So I understand the context of what I'm about to say. But the two teams that are in the play-in, and often flirting with the bottom part of the play, and the Warriors and the Lakers have, from some people's perspective, and this certainly includes mine, enough upside that the view is that they could make a deep run in the playoffs. And we saw they weren't a playing team, but we saw last year the Lakers, I don't think they were a playing team, we saw the Lakers make it to the conference finals. The other team that would fit this category is the Warriors, and we have said this a lot. And right now, there's there's a lot of time and the margins are thin. Right now, if the season ended, the Warriors and the Lakers would play one another in that second playing game where the loser goes home automatically, and the winner would still have to win another random playing game just to have the right 
to play the number one seed. Okay, so it's a long road forward. Charles Barkley on the NBA on TNT, who is the best broadcaster in America. I think he's the best broadcaster in America, full stop. Does not love me and other people having this perspective. I'm so sick of these fools on other networks talking about the Lakers and the Warriors. We don't brag about any other play-in teams, do we? I understand Steph is great and LeBron is great. Ain't nobody worried about the Lakers and the Warriors in the West. You don't but think I, so? I, I would say this, Chuck. Okay, go ahead and say it, Killer. <laughs> if Tom Brady was in a playing situation, you'd be like, that's Tom Brady. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's yeah. what LeBron three, and Steph are. Yeah, three years ago. Uh, man, nobody's worried about the Lakers okay. and the Warriors. They're playing good mm-hmm. right now. But let me tell you something. These teams in the West are not worried about the Lakers and the Warriors. We we be kissing these guys' ass so much. We don't brag about the number nine teams in the wet in the East. They ain't got no chance. The Lakers and the Warriors, they're on a little spell. They're doing well. LeBron was amazing last night. But they're not gonna beat those teams up top. But period. Two of the best players that ever, ever. I understand. They are. But they're not no threat to those teams in the West. So stop ju- juicing them up. Let me give you several facts. Look, I love Charles Barkley, like everybody else. The guy is amazing, and I say this with love and respect. I just said he's the best broadcaster in America. But no one is wrong more often on their predictions and celebrated for it. And that is a straight fact. Let me give you some interesting stats. First of all, to just push back on this. First of all, last year, the Sacramento Kings, at this stage of the season, had the exact same record this year as last year. And it's not like they won 19 to 20 games in the year. They're on the same pace they're on this year as they were last year. Last year's Kings teams, you ready for this, Tom? Finished third in the Western Conference. The exact same record, the exact same team, basically, is currently eighth in the Western Conference. Because the West is so good. The Lakers are 32, 33, and 28. The Warriors are 31 and 27. This isn't one of those play-in situations like we have seen from other years where, hell, it's not like the play-in situation over in the East where the Hawks are 26 and 33. These are really good basketball teams, the Warriors and Lakers. They just happen to be in the Western Conference. And yeah, I've made the argument, and it's a true argument. It's the actual accurate argument that when you have LeBron and AD, you can win anything. Last night's game, you can it's a Rorschach test against the Wizards. You can see it any way you want. On the one hand, you can say, how do you go to overtime against the Wizards? And the Lakers won, but still. And the other side of that argument and that equation is any time that you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you have a chance to win the game. Anthony Davis last night was amazing in that game. And LeBron was really, really good, too, because he's LeBron James. Shaq's just wrong. Here's another fact for you if you really want to dive into the data. So far this year, when Anthony Davis and LeBron James play together, they are good enough that last year they would have been the three seed. They would have been ahead of the Kings. When Stephen Curry has Draymond Green on the floor, that is a team, the Warriors, that are top four in offensive rating and defensive rating, which I always talk about, but they are the Oklahoma City Thunder statistically. The issue is not we're kissing the Lakers and Warriors' asses because of the Lakers and Warriors. The question becomes, in a really crowded Western Conference, if you dive into the details of these teams, and I think the Warriors have a lot more upside than the Lakers. I think the Lakers are much more flawed 
on paper. And I think the Warriors are much more flawed in terms of their toxic reality. Andrew Wiggins taking another break for personal reasons we don't understand. And last year when he came back from whatever was going on, he was out of shape and he just didn't play well in the playoffs and they needed him. And Draymond Green's their most important player after Steph. He's also the most likely to destroy what they built. We saw that last year. That's a complication. It's a, Chris Paul's back from injury. That's really great unless you're me and you think, eh, maybe it's not really great. But both these teams, when you dive into it, are good enough on paper with the parameters that matter to be contenders. The parameters for the Lakers are Anthony Davis plus LeBron James plus whatever else you got. Okay, that's one. And the Warriors' parameters are Steph plus Dre. And this shouldn't be shocking. If Damian Lillard missed the entire season with the Bucks and the Bucks somehow made the playoffs and Lillard came back healthy for the postseason and we said, okay, Giannis is now going to play with Dame we would put them as a, yeah, maybe they can make a run category. We don't have to imagine that with the Lakers and the Warriors. I can tell you, like I just did, exactly what they're capable of and what they do when their top two players play together. This isn't rocket science. Even even Denver. Is Denver a, a Nikola Jokic creation? Is he the main guy? Of course he is. The guy's amazing. When Jamal Murray plays, they're really, really good, and they win championships. When he doesn't play, they're not very good, and Jokic carries them, and they get smoked in the playoffs because you need help. So I think Chuck is not looking at the details the way that he should and the way that he needs to. By the way, the Suns have made a bit of a run because they're at fifth now, but they were in the play-in four days ago. That's how close everything is in this conference, especially like five to eight is really, really tight. The Suns are another one of these teams that I would have the exact same view of, which is huge ceiling and and some trapdoor floors. It could go either way if they were in the play-in. And they were a few days ago, and they're, they're five right now. Here's the final part of this, and then we'll get to Embiid if we have time. The question isn't whether the Warriors or Lakers are good enough. They are by the standards of the last few years, and a few years ago, the Warriors won the whole thing. The question is, do you believe that this reconstituted, regular season at least, remarkably deep and difficult Western Conference, that those teams that aren't the Warriors and the Lakers are legitimate contenders? And the answer is maybe. There are as many questions with the teams at the top as there are with the Warriors and the Lakers. There's as many uncertainties to the teams that are winning the regular season as to whether or not they are going to win if they play teams like L.A. and Golden State. And by the way, Chuck's wrong on this too. Nobody wants to play. And I'm talking having conversations with these people, not guessing. Although you could just guess and be right. Nobody, you're the Timberwolves or the Thunder, the one or two, the last thing on earth you want is to play the Lakers or the Warriors. You are praying they either get out of the play-in, you can play them in the second round, or, or they don't make it out of the play-in at all. Maybe that's the better outcome. Timberwolves, no, super flawed, are not consistent offensively. You Give me the Warriors or the Lakers over Minnesota in a seven-game series. In a heartbeat, and I'll go further, I bet the Lakers and the Warriors would be favored. Thunder, that's a really interesting one. I would take the Warriors over Oklahoma City because of their experience. Ah, Thunder Lakers, I would probably take the Thunder and be stupid and be wrong, just like Lakers-Memphis last year. It's not that different. Last year's Memphis team, super young, dynamic superstar that's a top-five player when he's out there in John Morant, right? Like, they're the team on the rise, and the Lakers beat them. Because of the, no one thought, because the Lakers are the Lakers. Nuggets are clear favorites. They're going to beat anybody they play, probably. Clippers are super interesting. A, I think the Clippers, if, they, if they're healthy, are the better team, but we just saw the Lakers come back from 21 down against the Clippers, which shows, I think, a little bit of that weakness. 
A little bit of that weakness in there. Suns are really fascinating, but the Suns are the Clippers of the Lakers without the experience of playing together. I'll take the Warriors over the Suns in that in that series, and I'll give you a coin flip, Lakers-Suns. Kevin Durant's amazing, but he and Beal and Booker, when you include Beal, that threesome haven't played together a lot. Pelicans, who are the sixth seed. I like the Pelicans. Pelicans are 10 games over five hundred. New Orleans with Zion's really good. They're really good. They're not beating the Warriors in a seven-game series. Are you kidding, Charles? You lost your Chuck mantra. Are you kidding, Charles? I do love them, though. And the Mavericks. I mean, Dallas is really dangerous. Really dangerous. And they're better defensively since they made some of those trades, Gafford in particular. But I'm taking the Warriors and the Lakers over the Dallas Mavericks. Are you kidding me? And then the Sacramento Kings. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? The only teams that I would maybe take over the Warriors, certainly, are the Nuggets, for sure, the Clippers as a maybe, and the Thunder as a maybe. Kenny had it right. This is like Tom Brady's out there on the field. And by the way, it's a great analogy, because if I remember right, and I have a bad memory sometimes, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, there's no playing, they went on the road for every single game in that run including, if you remember right, having to go to Green Bay against a Packers team that hosted them with Aaron Rodgers, who was the MVP, right? And everybody, myself included, said, ah, they're going to lose. Tom Brady's Tom Brady, but they're going to lose. They're they're not what they were. He's not what they were. Same thing Chuck's saying about Warriors and Lakers. We're just kissing Tom's ass. And remember, Brady was one of the biggest underdogs in, in Super Bowl history, him and his team, against the Chiefs. They were huge dogs in that game. And you probably remember they won. Kenny made a great point. All right, we're going to do Embiid a little bit. We're going to do it a little bit later, but later in the show. So this hit this hit home because I've been again. We're doing all these shows. Can't I don't think I'm allowed to say what it's called yet. We're doing all. We're doing a new NBA show. I'm, I'm doing one with with uh, Ashton Nicole Moss and John Gonzalez. I, they did it yesterday. We sort of rotate. They were great. I think you're going to love the show. It's really good. But I've been carrying this banner, this Warriors, Lakers, or Contenders banner. And Ash has been pushing back, and John's been kind of rolling his eyes. And now Charles is pushing back, and they're all wrong. They're all wrong, Tom. So you don't like Hooper now? You, you, you think it's a dumb idea? <laughs> when you put me on the spot. What? I would choose okay. not to. It's okay. Because they're always Hoopier than thou. All right. I'm not. And that's not even the name of the segment, by the way. Look, man, you and the boss got to sort this out. It's not my thing, okay? <laughs> Great talk. Uh, let's talk to Jeff Goodman, my guy. Talk some Caitlin Clark. Maybe some Warriors, Lakers, men's college hoops next, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.